Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Favel, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. So when this podcast episode airs, it is going to be the eve of Christmas Eve, which my family lovingly calls Christmas Adam. (laughs) And uh, so I thought it would be relevant to share the Christmas story. Now, again, I don't know the faiths and spiritualities of my listeners, and I definitely try to keep an open mind and a very welcoming presence to this podcast. I have shared other faiths' celebrations, and so I hope that I don't offend anyone by bringing in a Christian element this episode. If nothing else, just consider it another story. But first, as always, let's start with a brief breathing exercise. This is the mindful emotional state of love. Close your eyes, and we are again going to focus on our breathing first. We always focus on the breath first. Inhale in, two, three, four. Hold it for a moment and exhale, two, three, four. Just breathe deeply without forcing it. Deeply in, pause, and out, pause. We're going to do this a couple of times, just focusing on our breath. You can even say the words breathing in. Hold, breathing out, focus on the moment, and feel any sensation you might have in your body. Go over your body, check every piece for any sensations. Is your body trying to communicate anything with you? Are you holding tension in your shoulders? Are your feet tired from a long day? Just focus. And if you're feeling completely fine, maybe put your thumb and a finger together and just feel what that sensation is as you do small, gentle circles. Where are your hands resting? Sink deeper into whatever you're leaning on, the bed, a chair, the floor. Just relax with deep inhales in and a nice deep exhale. Is any body part tingling? Do you have a slightly cold body part? Maybe something's warm. If that sensation disappears, move on and find another sensation. The pressure on your legs, or the way your hands are resting. Just be in this moment, in the here and now. And as you sit here, where does the emotion of love come from? To receive it, you must give it. So where do you give love from? Focus on giving love. 
think about who you give love to. It might be a friend, a family member, a pet. This person or pet or thing might be close to you physically or they might be far away. Truly send out your love right now to feel the sensation of love. And now hold on to that sensation of love and let it circulate and let it flow out as love takes over you. Give your love, sending out love to who you choose, and as such, feel the love overcome you truly and deeply. The sensation of love wash over your whole body. Sending out the love and feeling the love warm your spirit, warm your chest. It's like a nice, gentle hug. And now open your eyes slowly and allow this feeling to radiate through you in this moment. Just be and live and feel love. Let it spread out of your body as you sit in the moment of love. Great job. You finished this exercise. And as always, you know it, I love to give a nice, deep, relaxing sigh. So just hug on to that feeling of love. Let it burn gently in your heart as you inhale and sigh. And now I will be reading from blog.catholicfaithstore.org, link in the description. It was written by Stephen Connolly on December 25th, 2017. Revisiting the Christmas Story In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment, when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up to Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, that is called Bethlehem, because he was of a house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David a Savior has been born, for you who is Messiah and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Luke 2, 1-14 
The Christmas story is referred to many times throughout the Bible. It captures the beautiful gift that God gave to humankind, which is the gift of His only Son, Jesus Christ. Christmas reminds us of how Jesus became human in order to save us, but it is not just the account of His birth. The Christmas story also lets us see how Christ's arrival transformed the lives of the people surrounding Him. As Christmas Day draws near, let us revisit the Christmas story to remember what this occasion really stands for and learn spiritual lessons from it. It is an opportune time for us to reflect on the birth of Jesus as well as the different people who are part of this beautiful event. Miraculous Birth But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Luke 1, 34-35 One of the most important figures in Jesus' life is his mother Mary. Jesus' birth is extraordinary because he was conceived through the intervention of the Holy Spirit. Mary herself experienced an immaculate conception, which means that she was free from sin from the moment she was conceived in the womb of her own mother. In the same way, Mary conceived Jesus through the Holy Spirit. When the angel first told her the news that she would be the mother of God's Son, she was surprised because she was a virgin. The angel assured her that there is nothing impossible with God. And at this point, Mary accepted her remarkable role as the handmaid of the Lord with humility and obedience. Lessons from Mary We have a tendency to feel proud and gloat over our achievements or positions. Mary's devotion to her role as the mother of God inspires us to be humble and have a heart for others. She raised Jesus righteously and remained steadfast in her faith. Not once did Mary brag about the incredible gift she was given, nor did she demand special treatment from the people around her. God loves us all, and like Mary, He has a purpose for each of us, a purpose that we should accept with humility and gratitude. A Test of Faith Joseph, her husband, since he was a righteous man, yet unwilling to expose her to shame, decided to divorce her quietly. Such was his intention when, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary your wife into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Matthew 1, 19-21 Joseph is another important person in the Christmas story and Jesus' life. To better understand the context of Jesus' birth, we need to remember that Joseph and Mary lived in a society that followed rigid rules and traditions, and many of these were favorable to men. That said, Joseph had the right to leave Mary and protect his reputation when he found out that she was pregnant. Joseph's first reaction was to divorce Mary quietly so as not to shame or endanger her. However, God intervened and sent an angel to reveal the remarkable nature of Mary's pregnancy. After hearing God's revelation about Jesus' birth, Joseph obeyed and accepted Mary as his wife. Lessons from Joseph Joseph's steadfast devotion to God's plans is inspiring to us Christians. From his example, we learn the importance of trusting our Heavenly Father and setting aside any selfish desires that we might have. When the angel revealed the news to Joseph in a dream, he had a choice to go with the easy and very human path, which is to cling to his pride, doubt everything, and abandon Mary. This was an important test of faith. 
And Joseph chose to obey God and thus help bring about the fulfillment of Jesus' coming. Just like Joseph, we sometimes face important choices that would entail putting our complete trust in our Heavenly Father. This can be extremely hard at first, especially if we are conditioned to be self-reliant and independent. However, when we realize that God loves and understands us more than anyone can, it only makes sense to trust Him and let Him guide our choices. Joyful News All who heard it were amazed by what had been told to them by the shepherds, and Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. Luke 2, 18-20 On the night of Jesus' birth, a host of angels announced to a group of shepherds that a Savior had been born in the town of Bethlehem. At first, the men were terrified of the extraordinary sight before them. The angel, however, assured them that he had good news, and the shepherds accepted the announcement of Jesus' birth with great joy and gratitude in their hearts. This part of the Christmas story is very interesting to note because during that time, shepherds were generally regarded to be at the bottom of the social ladder. People did not consider them to be important members of society, and yet they became a witness to an amazing event. Lessons from the Shepherds The shepherds in the Christmas story are a good example of how God uses ordinary people to do extraordinary things. The men in the fields were not powerful or influential people. They were lowly workers, tending sheep, and yet God chose to send His angels to reveal the good news to them. After hearing about Jesus' birth, the shepherds immediately set out to see the Christ child and praised God for this rare privilege. God values us regardless of our social status and achievements. More importantly, He wants each of us to be part of His desire to spread the news of salvation. What other lessons did you learn from the Christmas story? How do you plan to apply these lessons in your own walk of faith? I chose to read this article because although it touches on the most popular portion of the story about Mary and Joseph going to the inn and there's no room so they have to go to the manger, the barn, and give birth amongst the animals. But it really focuses on other aspects that I don't think are commonly really considered. The idea of Joseph believing Mary had an affair. I mean, let's just kind of lay it out there how it was. He had married a much younger woman, which was common in those days, and she was pregnant, and he knew that he was not the father. That had to have been a very tough situation. And Mary, she was about 15 or 16, we believe, and suddenly she's carrying this child, even though she had never had relations with a man, as they say it in the Bible. Can you imagine? In those days, she had no rights or very little rights. If Joseph had abandoned her and divorced her and word got out that she was pregnant with another man's child, because of course, who would believe her having God's son within her womb, she could have been stoned for adultery and killed. It would have been a very different ending to that tale. But instead, faith guided both of them and they stuck together and they witnessed the beautiful life of Jesus, who, may I add, only started on his journey when he was 30. So to all those late bloomers thinking you have not accomplished much in life, 
just know that Jesus didn't start until he was already an adult. He was working with Joseph, his father, his adopted father, as a carpenter. And although he was still very righteous and religious, and when he was 12, he went into the temple and, and preached, um, he really didn't start on his journey until he was 30. And of course, he was crucified when he was 33. He accomplished so much within such little time. And I think that even in a secular level, you can really focus on that aspect, that you can do great things at any moment. You don't need a huge sign telling you that now's the time. If you do need that sign, consider this your sign. I am telling you, listener, to do the thing you want to do. Do you want to write a book? Do you want to paint a painting? Do you want to do a YouTube channel? Do you want to go back to school or take a Udemy course or find another job? Follow a vocational calling. Start a new hobby. Join a volunteer group. Reach out to your estranged family and, and rekindle those relationships. Whatever you're holding in your heart that you're hesitating on, don't. Not anymore. Now is the time. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or a familiar bedtime story.